some vibes. Hey, hey. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? <laughs> talk I love your R&B vibe. What is that? Why does it sound like that? I'm hitting his note. I don't know why I'm getting... Oh, please. It sounds like. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> Matt, Matt, can you can just let this play really quick so we can hear it? Can we just talk? Okay, okay. But this is the head thing. This I'm trying to hit that note. People I gotta bring it up. can't see it, but it's like this head thing you do. I look like a bobblehead. Yeah, you got but a little bobble finesse. Yes, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Hi, Gooder. Hi, Mitchell. We're Happy back. 2020. Happy 2020. Another episode. Episode six. Seven. Seven? I think it's seven. Well, it's like six and a half. We did our little baby Thanksgiving episode. I think it's a full seven. Seven? I think it's a seven. Am I right? You're right? Uh, it's okay. Oh, wait. Did we know? It's okay I didn't know. Right. It's okay that you're right. It's okay. I'm okay that you're Let right. Let it happen. I'm different now. <laughs> I'm different now. Let it happen. Oh, I'll let it happen. <sighs> Oh, we caught her out there. She don't like that. She doesn't like it. Everything in my middle childness wants to rip this place apart. (laughs) I didn't realize we had numbered the mini leftover app. Yeah. I didn't. I simply didn't. It's all good. But I didn't. It's all good. I know it's all good. How you been, man? Good. How you been? Um, I'm happy that the holidays are over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Love my family. <laughs> Great people. Uh-huh, 100%. I married one, made the others. Understood. Good folk. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Need a break. Needed some time. Yeah. You can only sit in a onesie for too long oh, together, Mitch. <laughs> the onesie can only go for half a day Ooh. all week long. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I got to put some fucking clothes on. <laughs> You know what? I have to go to the mall for no reason. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'm That's just driving. I took a lot of drives. I went home for I went home to Chicago for Christmas, uh-huh. and my brother George, my oldest brother, and his family went to Texas to see his wife's side. Yeah. Every other year, they swap it. Yeah. So I had an entire house. I had my childhood home because my brother bought our childhood home and redid it. Right. My entire childhood home to myself. By yourself? By myself. To myself. What was that like? It was like going to hang out with my family and then going, oh, guess who gets to go home? Mm. You know what I mean? And then mm. I ate a lot of hot dogs. Hot dogs? Yeah. Like, Had a lot of pizza and pizza? reserve. Yeah, man, that's it's Chicago. It's Chicago. But I spent a lot of time with my family, but it was nice to feel like I had a house by myself. That's what's up. It's so good. That's what's up. We're back in the swing of things, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um... We, I'm sure we, we, we've we talked about our goals already. We know yeah. what we're trying to do. We're trying to take over the fucking world. Yeah. We're trying to get some sponsorship for Adventures of Mitch and Gooder. What's happening? I mean, come on. Delta? I don't even understand why. A cruise ship? You know, I mean, a shaver, like, you know, can't anybody. A shaver? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm bald. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You shave stuff. I was, I was thinking adventure stuff, like cruise ship. That too. Bungee cords. I mean, you know, but we got to start. We got to get what we can get. Got to get you a shaver. Maybe deal. a monster. Uh, drink, uh, energy drink, because you know we do these at night, and we need a little pepiners. What kick. about Adderall? <laughs> Just straight drugs. Just straight Adderall sponsoring us. Like we can remake one what? of those commercials. Like side effects may include, and then we're just like running on a beach for no reason in full sneakers. Yeah. And then it just does all that. We still support Adderall, but we're running real fast. We're running fast. Like and then just... I start cleaning the sand. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Focus. No, I, I could do, I, I I don't know about the Adderall thing. I, I, I think all I'll right. just, I'll take my Adderall in liquid form, which is Red Bull. If they come calling, we won't say no. 
hey, um, you know, let's fucking, let's make some money. Let's make some money. Let's make some money. So, it's like Oscar season. It's Oscar season, and um, there's a lot on my mind. Mm-hmm, give it to me. I know. I can feel it in your glasses. It's a lot glasses. on my mind. You know why? Um, in my glasses, mm-hmm. that I'm actually, that are a necessity now. We have the same glasses. I don't want to bring it up. I have five pairs. Yeah. You're wearing um, one of mine. <laughs> but the, I actually do need these. I see, you know. I would crucify you if you didn't. No, no. Just these, so we're clear. This is, not for, this is not for vibe or style. This I have a is, whole bit about how I hate people who do that. No, this is for vision. Mm-hmm. This is for actual vision. But I got I got I got something. Because I, I know, like, when the New Year starts, I think everybody, you know, we all do this reset thing. And we all, like, want to kind of, like, click into, like, this new energy. And sure. Sometimes I, 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 I get... I get hit up a lot in, on Instagram or, or on sometimes on, um, on, on on any social media inbox. Yep. From people letting me know their about their writing aspirations. Yeah. People have a lot of fucking ideas. Yeah, they do. Too many. And you know what's on my mind? Tell me. Go write that shit. <laughs> Don't tell me about your motherfucking idea. <laughs> I am not looking at unsolicited material in 2020. Yeah. Okay? Okay. I am a writer. People think that a writer means Mm -hmm. someone waiting to get their inbox hit up. Yeah. For an idea so that they then can write it. Sorry, real quick, Mitch. Mike, can you burn the script I brought for Mitch to read? Yeah. I'm not reading your (laughs) script. I'm not reading anybody's. You will read my script. I'll read your script because you're my homie. Because I would read yours. But I'm not reading. I'm, I'm just... I'm tired of the, it's a long, it's, first of all, it's really long. That DM, that inbox, that message, it's long. It's too much. Because people, I give them credit. They don't, they don't come, they don't like go right in. They go, they, they act like they're like concerned about my life. Yeah. It'd be like, Hey Mitch, how you doing? How's your family? I see your sons are getting bigger. Yeah. Coltrane scoring them points. Oh, he's going to be a star. They did a deep insta dive oh, on you. Oh, they did, insta- <laughs> did a deep insta dive. They went through your garbage. How's the wife's cookies? Oh, they look so amazing I from afar. I did not get any of those. Go ahead. But it's okay. You'll, we'll get, still get you some. And, you know, it's all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, but listen, man, I don't know if you know, but I too... Mm. I'm a writer. And I have this idea that I think will real that you can help take over the top. Oh, I like that. It's good, right? Real strokey. It's real strokey. Except yeah. it's never good. Well, let me start here. Is their DM even crafted creatively? Like, if you're I, a writer. Yeah. Is it creatively written up until the point you hit me up to help you write? Yeah, it's it. I'll I'll give most of the people credit. You know, it's yeah, showcase it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 written. The 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 DM is enough to get me to read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but I already know where this is going. Of course, I know when you do the the Coltrane misdirect. I know where you're headed. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you don't care about my son and his basketball aspirations. You're trying to curry favor. <laughs> what do you do? Um, I send some, you know, some portion of this. Hey, bro, or sis, depending upon sure. the person sending. Um, 
Really appreciate you thinking of me. Uh, currently working on a gang of projects of my own and really can't get into these. But it, because a lot of times I'm like, well, I don't even know how to write. I said, well, here's, here's some advice I'll give you. Here are the two books that I read uh-huh. that, that got me going, that inspire me. And, and, and truth be told, I still keep these books on deck and do read them every once in a while just to kind of like get a refresher, get that spark sure. from that the very first time I felt like writing a script. And I'll tell them those books, and they are The Screenwriter's Bible and The Writer's Journey. Mm. And the I'll, Writer's Journey. Great book. Great book. Never heard of it. Writer's Journey is a great book. Elephant Bucks is really good. Elephant Bucks? Elephant Bucks. Like uh, oh, Bucks. Oh, wow. Never heard of that super, one. Super, super good for sitcom writing. Okay, that's dope. I need to, I need to read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm, I read half of it. Yeah, but so. Still no script. <laughs> <laughs> but I get these I get these things, and then, and, and then it's like, it's always like a letdown because I know, I do understand the the thought process of, of, of a person who doesn't do it, reaching out to someone that does and having the access. But I'm pre-social media guy. Yeah. I didn't have the advantage of reaching out to anybody in the fields that was currently working. So I'm not used to being hit up like this. Yeah. And I just want you to fucking stop it. I got a lot I'm doing right now. Okay. Okay. I got a lot going on. All right, man. And I'm not stop. angry about it. I'm very happy. I'm I'm blessed. In hashtag Ainly. blessed. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know what you're about to say. In Spainly blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need the DMs to slow down. Okay. Because then my block button gets really hard. Oh. I might have to start blocking people. I might have to put them on that list. Can I say something? I thought you said black button at first, but you said block. No, I said block. I thought you said black button. I go, is that where you're just done? <laughs> that's just what, a black that's where you can hurl into the abyss. Yeah. It's like a, like a, like the void. Don't push my black button. <laughs> Don't make me pull my fucking black button. <laughs> it's a special button that I, as a black man, have for my social medias. I want you to know I was truly going it to inquire. Takes people, all people of social media, wherever that, wherever you may hit me up. I will send you to my black button. Instagram, Twitter, oh, Facebook. Boy. Oh, mm. Facebook. Ooh, Messenger. Ah. God. What a cesspool Messenger is. It's confusing. Okay. I I'm sorry. It. No, I'm why are you apologizing? I love it. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just write your ideas, guys. Can I, may I say something? Oh, sure. Since you brought up these DMs and sure. Facebook. Like, it's so crazy because you seem to get these like, hey, Mitch. Congrats on everything. <laughs> Here's this. Like, right. yes, I've had friends and acquaintances be like, hey, I would love if you read my script. I would love to hear what you think. And I always try to. I always yeah. put my best intention to. Absolutely. And I always, and I learned this from our producer, Mike Heller, that I always ask what kind of notes are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Which Mike's the best note giver in the world. Okay. He'll read your script and just be like, I can see this is coming from you. Mm-hmm. And this, he's just great. Anyway, enough about and that. Yeah, guy. nobody will talk about the yeah. human tornado. Fuck yeah. Mike Keller. Fuck anyway, Keller. you make me sick. Yeah, he spins his finger Don't and makes us move it. on. You ain't spinning shit. So, <laughs> the, but the kind of DMs I get are because I'm a writer and because I'm a stand up comedian. Yeah. Anybody tries to craft a joke. So, like, they comment, mm-hmm. but in my DMs. So, like, Instagram, I'm telling you, Instagram. 
now feeds into Facebook. It's just stories oh, feeds stories. to stories, yeah, right? Yeah, you send them over. You send your stories over Mine there. is connected just okay. because it's easier. But yeah. this guy, and I don't know who this guy is. He looks 70. His name's Alan. I got a lot of old white dudes who I'm sure I've done stand-up with in Orange County in 2006 <laughs> and just didn't know how to. Because at Facebook, like, I'm 5,000 friends, okay? I'm hitting the max because I need it. Oh. You know what I mean? Wow. Can't get it anywhere else. Big anyway, time. Yeah, big time. Big time. Right. So this guy, so I, I posted this photo right before the holiday. You guys catch holiday. that flex? You guys catch that, that flex she just 5,000, 90 likes a day. She's five Gs with it. You see <laughs> Team five Gs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Shit. So, Go ahead. So this guy, Alan, spelled A-L-A-N, already A-L. old, right? Because now we're spelling it A-L-L-E-N. Right. This fucking guy. So I post a photo on my Insta story mm-hmm. of... It's a it's an ad for a T-shirt where on the T-shirt there's a picture of Snow White. Okay. Prince Charming's coming in to kiss her and she pies him in the face. Did I, I think I saw this one. Yeah, and I said, this is what I want for Christmas. Didn't right. get it. Anyway. <laughs> so Alan replies, you want to eat pie while trying to date rape a girl from Connecticut? Whoa. So here's what I do. All right, Alan. I see you're trying. This is what girls have to do for guys. I see you're trying to be funny. I'm going to let it go because you're not and it's cool. Right. Seven hours later. Or. No. He tried to punch it. He punched it. Here it comes. Isn't eating pie included in date rape in the date rape when they're passed out? Double question mark. Now these sound like confessions, Alan. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? What is Alan into? Also, Alan, who has this many rape jokes in their pocket? Yeah. And why do I have to suffer to read them. Do you want me to note them? Why must you be the recipient of the rape joke? Still didn't send me a, a the, shirt or the nothing. The poorly constructed rape joke. <laughs> but that's that. what I'm saying. It's like, you get these and my DMs are all written poor ass rape jokes. I mean, either, I have a good rape either joke. way, these things that we are getting are unwanted. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. But that's what... You look at other people on... I'm sure we all do this. We go on Instagram and we look at people and like, Everybody looks like they're successful in the way you think you need to be. Right. And then you look back at your own shit and you go, I'm also doing stuff. Right. Do you know what I mean? And the difference is, is you and I aren't reaching out and going, hey, how'd you get that? Yeah, I don't do that with people. But I do understand, like, I don't know how you started as a writer. Like, how'd you get your first writing job? Oh, shit. Um, Through trial and error, working, uh, I, I worked as a PA. I started, like, I I had the weirdest turn into writing. Yeah. I, I actually had started writing back in high school. Like, back when me and Marlon, we all went to high school, like, I, we used to spend, this is the corniest shit in the world, but we would spend weekends working on, we, we worked on this, um, this script called Hang Tough. Oh, I love it. It was about a basketball team. Oh, it wasn't about new kids on the block? No, 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 okay. no. I think this was, like, before that song came out. We okay. were we were precursors to the new... <laughs> They stole our shit. Exactly. <laughs> but um, and we and I was I was into the, the thing of writing because I was acting and I was seeing these scripts and I was just getting into the whole idea. Then years later, you know, I did the movie Juice and then I was a failed actor and I was trying to find my way. Moved out here to California and I was going to start acting. And but Marlon Show uh, got picked up and I started working on the show. And I was a stage PA, so I could see the scripts being worked on in the rehearsals, and I got so excited. So I started pitching jokes. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was like, right. hey, what? instead of this, say this. And so I got one in. What do you think the writers were thinking about you? Well, I wasn't talking to the writers. <laughs> exactly. Thankfully. I, I knew point. I was basically talking to Marlon <laughs> yeah. or Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or 
John Witherspoon, rest in peace. I would yeah. I would pitch things to them. Yeah. Because I was more familiar with them. And, of course. And then they would like, and so eventually through trial and error, I got to be a WGA trainee on the Wayans Brothers. Got it. A show that I lived with, grew up with, knew, um, and that began the journey of writing for me. But it was comedy, and I never really thought I was going to be a comedy writer. Yeah. Like to, to now that I'm known as a comedy writer, it's still funny to me because like. I was always into writing dramas. Oh, interesting. Like, the first film I wrote by myself is a suspense thriller. What's it called? It's called Nikki Jackson. Can I, can I guess what it's about? May I do the plot of Nikki Oh, you want to do the plot of Nikki Jackson? What, do you want me to do Hanging Tough or Nikki Jackson? No, do Nikki Jackson. Do Nikki I kind of told you what uh, Hanging Tough true. was. It was about basketball and falling in love with your best friends? Probably. Okay. Uh, Nikki Jackson, spelled <laughs> J-A-X. S-O-N? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Come on. It's a suspense thriller. Nikki Jackson. It's, it's, it's Jackson, like Action Jackson. All righty. Yeah. Nikki Jackson. He's a detective. Yes, he is. Oh, Nikki Jackson's a detective. <laughs> he and he lives in Atlanta. And guess what else? No. <laughs> He's going through a divorce. And you okay. know what else happens? What else? Nikki Jackson, one day gets r- like run into and he's had enough. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Then is he gets a phone call, not on a cell phone. <laughs> he gets oh, on, no. a, on a regular on phone. On a regular phone a with a wire. Piece. This is a period yeah. piece. <laughs> and he gets a call and someone has stolen his daughter. Ah. Uh. Nikki Jackson has to go get his daughter. He's on a tear now. And guess what else? Atlanta. Yes. His wife blames him. Right. So Nikki Jackson's got to scale a building. He's got to run. He's got to fight. All of a sudden, he has a grenade. We don't know what's going on with Nikki Jackson. At the end, he gets his daughter. Okay. Guess who gets back together with his wife? Nikki Jackson. Thank you. It's not that far. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 you're far off in certain ways, but yet, there's a lot of action. Uh-huh. Nikki, Nikki. Nikki's actually, the movie is about a guy who who's been um he's a a, a war veteran mm. who returns to a his grenade who returns to his New York roots and he ends up getting a job with his with his guys that kind of run the the black mob the black mafia in New York City okay and Nikki's a muscle Nikki was always the muscle Nikki was the guy that could you know he would fuck you up yeah quickly he was always nice with it and now that he has that martial arts training He's really nice with it, right? Yeah. And then we come to find out that Nikki's a undercover detective sitting in infiltrate and bring down the cartel. But in the interim, Nikki is also in love with the gang leader's sister who they, he grew no. up with. No, it's yes. not gonna end well for them. Yeah. So it's a, it's a whole lot going on, and that's what I'm gonna talk about in my movie. Okay. Because you might, you might bring it we up. We might again. sell it off to somebody <laughs> hearing this shit. Finally, Nikki Jackson could get some money. So what was your first actual writing job? My first um, was the Wayans Brothers. Oh, yeah. it was? That was okay. my, my first. I, I was a WG, WGA trainee. Got it. That's what got me into the guild. And I wrote an episode that year. Um, and it was great. It was a, a episode. Uh, Craig Wayans uh, and I wrote it. We, we partnered on a, a, a script on a story that nobody, like, they kind of threw away the story. Like, we couldn't fix it. And yeah. so me and Craig was like, you know, we can do it. Let's do it. And then we ended up selling it. Uh, we kind of pitched it back to them. They yeah. bought it. And um, um, Chip Fields, who's a legendary black actress who was in uh, Good Times, that played Penny's mother in Good Times, okay. auditioned. For this role, the role, the basically it was about Marlon and Sean, 
um, Sean had a, a business of ba- basically making the guys escorts on how to make money. Yeah. And so he needed an older gentleman. So they, he sent Pops to go on this date with this lady and come to find out it was the lady he was going to marry if he didn't marry their mom. Oh. But it was a comedy, so it was a lot of fun stuff it's going still on. Fun. But it was fun. Yeah. That was that was my that was my entryway, man. That's awesome. What about you, Gooder? It's so funny because I never considered myself a writer. I came out to LA. I was always a stand-up and I did sketch at Second City and I did improv. And if I really think about it, I wrote so many sketches at Second City right. that I guess I was a writer. Mm-hmm. But when I, I auditioned for Just for Laughs, uh, I had a callback. That's a big festival in Montreal. Yes, um, really and big I, festival in Montreal. I, do you ever have those moments where you feel like you blacked out, then everyone's standing? Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I did it. Because everyone was bombing at this show because mm-hmm. it was filled with industry. And a lot of times when you're at a show and it's filled with people who are just there to like look you know, just like really like scrutinize everything. Right, right, People right. forget to laugh. Right. But my mom was in the audience cause she was in town. Mm-hmm. And I just remember this really great comedian who never bombs was bombing and blew the light by like 10 minutes. Mm. I was like, this is a showcase. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, I went to the bathroom and I said, do you want this? So just fucking get it. Right. That's what I said to myself. So I went out oh, there. Oh, you're talking to yourself. I was talking to myself in the mirror. Okay. I thought you were talking I, to the dude that bombed. Nope. Nope. Okay. He was still on stage. Uh, <laughs> you had time was, to talk. I was next. Uh-huh. And so I went up, whatever. I had a great show and like, I had got a standing ovation. Okay. And I came down and like, I came out because I was like on this weird high and I came out of the improv into like the bar area mm-hmm. and like four people followed me who are like agents and yeah. Bob Odenkirk's wife. Okay. Who's a manager at the time. Bob yeah. Odenkirk of Mr. Show. Yeah. Obviously everything else. What's the one he's in now? Better uh, Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Yeah. And, um, she comes up to me and she goes, you're an incredible writer. And I go, <laughs> I'm not a writer. Right. Even though I wrote all my own you fucking your, jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I didn't never digested didn't, it. It didn't it didn't connect for you yet. No, and I knew I ruined it mm-hmm. a little bit with yeah. her cuz she was like, "Well, your self-confidence is gone." <laughs> uh, and then like a, a year later, 2 years later, I was at the comedy store and I was doing stand up and I distinctly remember opening with me singing It's All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion <laughs> and telling everybody that's what they missed at my karaoke birthday party. Right. It was just cuz I knew I didn't care about the set. Yeah. And then I came down and that was it and everyone it was great and I left I remember leaving and the next morning I got a Facebook DM Mm -hmm. from a woman named Sherry Brooks who said hey I was in the audience last night I'm an EP for ridiculousness do you want to come into the room and be a writer for a few days and see how you like it and see if we fit and I was like oh do you need like a packet she's like no no no, I saw you do stand-up it's fine right I was like Okay, so I got there. That's how I met Tornado. You met Tornado, Mike Heller. Mike Heller, <laughs> and we immediately got along. Uh huh. Um, but that was like my first writing job, and that was consulting. That was like a consulting producer title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was non-union. Right. But that was the first one, and then I was lucky enough to like get recommended, and then it just went on from there. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, and that's what I try to tell people all the time about writing and and how to get writing jobs. Like, there's no conventional path. Like, you can't, like, go to graduate school and, you know, get your degree, and then all of a sudden you're, like, getting in position to write things. You have to kind of, writers have to write, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how it happens, you know? I wrote, Omar and I were writing a script in Marlon and Sean's office. 
And that's how Marlon and Sean saw I was committed to being a writer. Yeah. Like, I put in the time. We were there all night long, like after work. Like, I don't, you know, my son was really, no matter of fact, Sonia was pregnant with Miles. Oh, wow. But like it was so it was like I was like, I'm going to be at the office and I'll, I'll be home. And, you know, we we wrote this script that n- nothing ever happened from it. But a lot happened from it because it was the one thing that let uh, like all the, the writers on the show know that I was really serious. And yeah. that's when I got offered the job to be the WGA trainee. That's awesome. And so that's how it happened. But it's so crazy because even even if it's not WGA, when you go from like serving yeah. Or bartending to and doing stand up for free most of the time, mm-hmm. and then you get like, I don't know what it was. My starting salary was like fourteen hundred a week. That was a I was lot. like, that's like, oh, life changing. Oh yeah, like it was insane. I remember one a gig right after Wayne's Brothers. I did like this sketch show for BT, and they paid me like it was like twenty five hundred a week, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm rich. <laughs> like I, like I made it, ma. Like top it's of the world. Crazy, it was. Right? It was crazy, and then the show got canceled. <laughs> Back to fourteen. Then the money goes away. Well, like, like, uh, but like, in terms of like, now that you are a writer, and you've done this for a while, and you can kind of look back on it, like, what were the influences that you had? Like, what did you th- like when you look back on on your career as a writer? Who were the people that kind of got you? I, the thing is, is I watch. I still watch, but I watched so much television as a kid. Yeah. So much TV. Yeah. That it's like, if you believe in manifesting it all, yeah. that's why we're here. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's like insane. But for me, it was mostly sketch. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Tracy Ullman. Mm-hmm. I love The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And they're not sketch, but it felt like, yeah, it was- you know... I just and I loved in Living Color, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't technically supposed to watch it. I guess, but I really <laughs> wanted to be a Fly Girl. Why couldn't you watch Living? Well, Color? I don't know. Like after the dancing, it was like okay. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a Fly Girl and I want to be on the Living Color. You wanted like, you wanted to be a, a Fly Girl and you wanted to be a member of the cast. Double Duty. You wanted to be Kelly Cofield and uh, Rosie Perez. You heard it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I wanted to be it. So, and it's it's just like even remembering reruns of Carol Burnett, mm-hmm. watching with my mom, and even like remember when SNL would show um, like the greatest of yes, yes. So the John, great the John Eddie Belushi, Murphy, the Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's what I wanted to be. Like yeah. I wanted to be on it, but also those were just the shows that like I thought you write sketch, you do sketch. It's all comedy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I have thought about recently writing a drama but like a real dark ass drama right 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 just like about a woman and a just woman? make it kind of dark a dark drama like about a, a woman dark ass real talk woman show you should write that shit I will but you know you should write that shit for, for me I think um, very much I, I, I kind of the same thing like I was a, a as a young child actor, I, I, I watched a lot of TV. I knew the tropes of a television show to the yeah. point where I could kind of figure it out before it got to the end. Yeah. You know, I, I, follow, I was following story before I knew I was following story. Clearly, like, a humongous Eddie Murphy fan, too. Yeah, like, same. Eddie Murphy, like, and I always, and it's funny because he just uh, did SNL. And I remember, like, what, and I, and I always credit my mother for this because, my mother would let me stay up on Saturday nights to watch Eddie Murphy. Like, she knew early on that this was, like, something that I had to watch. Yeah. I had to see it. Even if some of the subject matter was a little bit too above my head or yeah, yeah. a little bit too risque, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Velvet Jones, <laughs> pimping holes and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she just knew that it was, it was, there was value to it. And then, of course, obviously, I end up, you know, meeting Marlon and, 
you know, I was I was a big fan of Hollywood Shuffle. So Keenan, I love Hollywood Shuffle. Is a tremendously big influence, and I'm yeah. I'm influenced by people even now. Like somewhat, I I wouldn't necessarily call them peers, but I'm you know a big fan of Kenya Barris and what he does. And, yeah. You know, but I, I mean, I I also like to read books. So yeah. it was like you know, like I was in the you know reading books, especially a lot when I was younger, and 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 and, and reading novelists sometimes really allowed me to understand like again story in a, in a real way which is why I think I always lean towards drama yeah until I realized how to pocket that and put it in a in a comedic form you know yeah so. I do I was just trying to think if there's anybody that I've met that was like so cool from when I was a kid and met them now mm. I've never met Chris Rock but that would be great I've met I've met Chris many yeah. times yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked with Chris, so yeah, like we worked together on uh, on the uh, BET Awards when he hosted. Oh, and that was a great experience because I had never really known the writer side of Chris. Yeah, and like I was very, I mean, he kind of reshifted how we do those award shows at BET. Oh, really? Because Chris was a host that came into the office every day, like a job. And like he, when he had his first meeting, he had a meeting with his writers, with um, with the show writing team, of which I was the head writer. Yeah. And like he kind of like brought like this producer brain, like this genius producer brain to it all. And he knew how to do the sketches, and he knew, you know, I would I would go out at night with him and watch him do the um, <laughs> and watch him do his uh, monologues, and and then how he would break it down and shift it. So I was just really really impressed by the whole thing that he did and from that point on now that's how we do all the yeah. years since then because it's insane isn't it like how like you and I have both been on sets mm -hmm. we've been on it together we've mm -hmm. been on scripted even unscripted titled unscripted shows are yeah. still scripted mm -hmm. right and we're still doing our thing isn't it incredible the people that do put in that kind of work that technically in their career probably don't have to mm. and the people who should put in that kind of work <laughs> but don't. What are you saying? No, I'm just saying it's insane. <laughs> like some people are so involved because I think there's some people, and I don't think this is a old school, new school thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, there's just some people who were always methodically working towards this. Like right. there's a right. I used to always say in Chicago, like I came up with a really good crew of comedians like mm -hmm. Hannibal Burris, you know, Pete Holmes was before me, but he was in New York and he was mm -hmm. kind of with that crew, you know, like just, so TJ Miller, so many great people mm -hmm. um, that we used to sit around and be like, who's a performer and who's a writer right. when you go on stage? Right. right. And I always considered myself as a writer second, a performer first. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of goes in the brain of a lot of celebrities. Mm -hmm. Some celebrities have, they've built their own, they've grinded and built their own career mm -hmm. that when they get to a point where mm -hmm. they maybe don't have to be at every meeting, right? they're still like, no this is how my brain works now. Yeah. And then there's some people who just fall kind of into it and they still work hard, mm -hmm. but it's like a different kind of hard work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I can only speak to how, how I function. How would you be as if you were hosting the Oscars? I would be, I mean, I would follow the Chris Rock model. Yeah. Like I'd be I'd there be, every day. I mean, but I'm also, I'm conditioned to write in rooms every day. Right. That's a part of my upbringing, so it's not weird for me. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, on top of that, I would obsess and I would probably, you know, 
I would probably need some IVs, <laughs> you know, I would, cause I, yeah. would, I would be up worrying about it a lot. I mean, that's kind of my weird process. I've gotten better with that yeah. as the years have gone by. But, um, I mean, I would look, I would leave no stone unturned to be, to have, if I was hosting it, to be the best host that, yeah. that ever did it, you know, but, yeah. and I would try, I would, I would look at everybody else, you know, I would look at Billy Billy Crystal and I would look at Chris and I would look at David Letterman and yeah. even Johnny Carson when he hosted and whoever hosted Whoopi in the last you know 10-15 years and just see what I can do to kind of set myself apart from them. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or steal from them. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. That's great. You know? Yeah, I love people love to be stolen yeah, from. I mean, I could do musicals too. Yeah. Okay. I do a little dance thing like I Billy. I think that's the a top. pretty wreck on Oscars, isn't it? <laughs> no, not everybody. Chris didn't do one. Yeah, but he did. He did a monologue. He did a monologue, and uh, yeah, he did something creative at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I think I would honestly, at this state. I think I would trust the writers. Mm -hmm. I would critique the writing on my own, mm -hmm. make changes, and then I would just be like, I have to go out there and trust myself. Oh, yeah. At a certain time, you got to make a chone anyway. Yeah. You got to make a chone anyway. Yeah. I'm very lazy. <laughs> Point of that story. Um, do you feel... I? Ooh. What? I slipped into the wrong thing. Uh-oh. Now you're about to ask me questions. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question about... Um, a writer's room. Oh, yeah. Because everybody, everybody, a lot of my DMs are like, how can I come and, like, look at the writer's room? Or how can I come sit in the writer's room? And I often mm. tell people that's a weird process because then you're an intruder in a sacred space. Well, also, you can't audit a writer's room. Yeah, but people always want to get in the writer's room. Yeah. So, like, what, could you, can you break down what happens in a writer's room? Can I break it down? Yeah. I can break it down from a female's perspective. There you go. Would you like me to? Break it down, because I can break it experience. down from a black man's perspective. Oh, I can't wait. Mine's going to be worse. <laughs> oh, I don't know I, about that. <laughs> I'm afraid so. Here's what happens in a writer's room. Usually there's one girl, mm -hmm. all men. Uh, it, it's changing, but for the most part, the girls are still the minority. Mm -hmm. Females are still the minority in a writer's room. Mm -hmm. um, you go in, and you do nothing. For like two to three hours. You think in you're doing something. In the morning? Yeah. Okay. You think you're doing something, but nobody's doing anything. Mm -hmm. You know, we're compiling, we're typing. Thoughts. People are buying shit on Amazon. <laughs> we're talking about what we're watching. Uh-huh. Everybody's doing their thing. And then someone comes in and they go, hey, we need to do this, this, and this. And you go, great. And usually, from my experience and who I am, I want to get my shit done immediately. Right. I want it done. I want it in the ha bank. Immediately. And mama wants to leave. Ha immediately. Okay. Men go around, they're like, oh, my dick farts. <laughs> and, then, and then they don't do it. But uh -huh. then they do get it done. But then around six o'clock, everyone's like, we got to get all this work done. And I'm like, I would like to leave. Right. Because my work is done. Right. That's my experience. That's your experience. Of a writer's room. I enjoy it. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I like a good Nerf war, as Mike will know. I mm -hmm. love, I love nice. A I good like dance a, break? Yeah. I love, well, I love a good dance break. But you know how I am. Yeah. Even in a room like, like I have fun, I do my thing, but I got to get work done and get out. Right. I'm not trying to be there past sex. Right. What is, what's your experience? Um, my experience is different depending upon the type of show that I'm working on. Okay. Like, um, like when we do LSB, when we do Lip Sync Battle, that's 
you and I mm-hmm. and the creative team just being in the room and we're having fun. And then I have to, like, kind of lock clock in for a little while and, you know. Yeah. Get the script done. Right. You know, in a, in a writer's room on a sitcom, like, you know, I'm currently doing, that's different from, like, because we're breaking down different stories. And sometimes it gets really convoluted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I have fortunately worked in a lot of diverse rooms. Yeah. I will say that in terms of, like, women to men ratio um, over the past few years. Yeah. Um, How many girls were on the Oscars last year? There was one. I, it was one one girl, mm-hmm. one black guy. Yep, you. Uh, and three other white guys. How old were the white guys? Um, very mature of ages. They were mature. Mature. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the that was that experience. Yeah. 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 So you are like the female. I am. Like, it so, is like I, that's what I'm saying. Like so yeah. for a black writer, it's like you know it's like. Thank God that black writing, like black television shows are in vogue. Yeah. Because I remember like back when the Wayans Brothers and like Martin and all those shows kind of went away. It was really dark. Yeah. In black writersville for me and and many of my ilk, you know, for quite some time. Yeah. And it was like really you would you would get bombarded with people asking you questions like, for instance, like the spec script I wrote. I wrote a modern family. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And people, like you would, it was almost like they were talking about it. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you're black, but you wrote a modern family, and it, you understand the characters. You know, you know how to go f- from scene to scene, and <laughs> I mean, it was it was like the, when people discussed yeah. it, it was it was they were compliment complimenting me. And insulting me at the same fucking time. Yes, I've been there. You know I've what I'm written saying? for a black comedian. I've written for men. I've written for dogs. Uh, I'm just kidding. I've just, but I've written for mostly men. Uh huh. And it's always that same thing too. Is like, excuse me. Yeah. Who wrote this? Like, I on a show that I wrote on, I remember it was a very weird thing where this guy only wanted to take jokes from like certain dudes. Mm -hmm. And then one day my boss was like, come down and just, we're all going to like pitch jokes. And I like pitched a joke and he clearly enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and went, Oh, a woman just gave me a joke. (laughs) Oh wow. That isn't about her period. Wow. Like that was how that felt. And I was like, I'm grosser than half these people. Yeah, you are. Like, I'm a disgusting person. Yeah, you're very nasty. In a very crafty way. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so I hear you. No, I mean. It's like such a weird. And that's the thing. It's like when people go through stuff. And it's it's funny because like just recently, um, Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah, I saw this go. Who I have, I mean, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I would say this privately. I have an immense amount of respect for the business model. That Tyler Perry. I mean, he literally has a fucking studio. Yeah. He did it on his own. Total respect. Nobody gave a damn. Nobody and he took a completely unconventional route to get to where he got where he where he is ended up. Uh that being said, he did a Twitter post last week where he basically it was the weirdest flex of twenty twenty and it's only January. Because he had stacked all these scripts from all these different shows that he had written and done. And I, to be honest, when I saw it at first, I didn't see it with the sound on. I was in, I was in the writer's room for my show, and I'm like, kind of like, you know how we're joshing around before it's time yeah, to start writing. Yeah, three hours. And I'm looking like, oh, 
okay, that's cool. And I liked it. Uh-oh. And then, like, at lunch, I actually listened to the audio of it. And what I heard him, that? basically, he was, like, flexing about the fact that he didn't have a writer's room. And he had wrote all these projects by himself. Clearly. And that was basically a testament to his work ethic. Sure. Which, which is... Sure. I give him that. But... I don't know. I don't. I don't remember Tyler Perry uh, ever being nominated for no Emmys. Let me say something. Or no Oscars the for his writing. The have-nots. The haves and the have-nots. Let me say this. I like ter- Tyler Perry movies. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Uh-huh. I'll watch her tear that house up. Okay. I'll watch that scene and be like, yes. And there's a lot of great stuff to it. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike. His movies, I actually really like them. Right. I, I'm okay without Medea going to jail. Like if I'm or being boo. quite, or you know, I don't need <laughs> Boo Medea, Boo Medea Halloween. Which was a Chris Rock joke that he basically just he did a joke about Medea Boo, <laughs> and he then Tyler Perry made a movie called Boo. Bless by himself. Yes. So, I think my problem is is I don't know if Tyler Perry realizes how short-sighted that comment really is. Yes. It's incredible that you've built this from the ground up, but now it's like. If you if you rewatch any of his movies, it probably would have benefited him to have a female's perspective. You're right. To have a perspective that wasn't his, because then maybe because these actors in this movie are great. In his movies, he casts great actors, mm-hmm. but they act horribly in these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean that that their acting is that they're not skilled actors. But sometimes There's, it's the it's the material. Something's that lacking. Yeah. Correct. And sometimes it, it's the material. I wonder if he makes them stay on book. Right. You know, and I think that's like an interesting thing to know. Here's here for me the the, the thing that that I didn't like cuz you know how you you'll see a a a, a post and then you'll see people responding yeah. on on the thread. Yeah. And it was so many people bigging him up for that mm-hmm. and I don't think they understand like you said the disservice he's doing to the community of writers in and of itself I know for a fact that I whatever level of writer that I am right now and I'm not trying to be an arrogant asshole but like wherever I am as a writer right now I would not have gotten there had I not been in the presence of other great minds right. that have aided and helped to, to guide me on my journey. Even if there was something that in the process of the, us working together that I, I applied to something later. Yeah. You kind of grow as you go. And, you know, I think I would like to think that I've impacted writers that I've worked with in the same way. And I think yeah. that's the community of of, 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 of writers. And I know, if like for instance, with the writers that I, I work with, Annually, like when I do, you know, a BT Awards, I'm with Nile Evans, I'm with James Davis, and I'm I'm with I'm with those I guys Nile. that I'm that I'm I'm come to, and I know how I can trust them. Like, okay, I need this from you, and I need this in, in yes. a half hour, and I know you can give it to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I just I I didn't like the fact that he was sending this message that you don't need to be in a writer's room. And I, I just think- I I thought it was I thought it was extremely disrespectful to the process of creativity. Well, I think uh, if I can just for a second, I think that he doesn't probably even mean it that way. Uh, he probably doesn't. He thinks he me see he thinks he surrounds himself with people that are incredibly talented and creative in a different way on his movies uh-huh. and TV shows. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get that like 
writing by yourself is doing, making people in this industry feel the way that you feel. Right. You know what I mean? Also, I don't think he realizes how much better these shows would be Mm -hmm. if he gave another point of view in it. Yeah. And I mean, you don't even have to have a humongous, a a big writer's room. You can, it could be you and two other people. Like at least have a difference of opinion. Do you think that's an ego thing on his part? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's ego is involved in every, I mean, we all have ego, which is why I, I don't said, know what you're talking about. You don't know about Not at all. Not no. you. You're the only one. How dare you? But I'm saying it's like, it was just a weird flex. Like that's something I would have kind of kept under wraps. And then he doubled down the next day and posted a picture of him in this, this like, it looked like a, some Elizabethan-themed room in his house. And he said, this is my writer's room. And it was him in a chair at his computer. And I was just like... So he didn't even, God. like, see... No. He didn't see the perspective of anybody else. Have to. But when you have that much money, I understand maybe you don't see the perspective I of other you, things. I just disagree. You, I, 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 I vehemently disagree. And I just want to say that... You, you 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 cannot get better as a writer unless you have the opportunity to be in these rooms. Right. You I mean like when I wrote my when I write a script for an episode, Nikki I'm by Jackson. myself. Yeah. When I wrote Nikki Jackson, I was by myself. Yeah, you were. But when I sent it to other writers, they helped me improve so the next pass was better. Yeah, they're like more Nikki. More Nikki Jackson. Jackson. Nikki Jackson had to kick some more ass. Buildings. <laughs> off buildings. <laughs> He, is he off a? He doesn't jump off a building. He doesn't scale room. a building. No, he doesn't scale well, a building. Well, back to the writers' but room. He, <laughs> <laughs> when you say scale a building, I imagine like the old Adam West Batman, like Nikki's on a rope, climbing the rope and talking to I'm somebody. Talking like a jump down, a scale down. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Talking like an adventures in baby. Oh, it's a big shootout scene at the end, though. Where? Between Nikki's, between the the, the head of the uh, of the black mob, who's the brother. Of Nikki's, you know, Nikki's girlfriend. Yeah. And Nikki's girlfriend is in the in the bar. Yeah. And it's Nikki, the girlfriend, and the brother walks in the door, and it's a shootout. Sounds like the plot to Face Off. Oh man, it's, it's crazy. Let me tell you, Face Off's a documentary, right? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a movie I wrote. It's a drama. Okay, I'd love to hear it. It's called Chrissy Schmackson. <laughs> what do you think it's about? Tell me what you think, Chrissy Schmackson. Chrissy is Schma- about, Chrissy, it's a thriller. It's a thriller. It's not an action. It's not action. It's just no, this, it's a, a thriller. thriller. It's a okay. thriller. Chrissy Schmaction is about a girl who grew up in Chicago. Played by Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. <laughs> but no, but I think, that, but uh, but I think what happened was Chrissy, Present day Ashley Chr- Judd. Chrissy Schmaxson was a heavy set girl in high school who was put upon. Okay. Um... They used to call her. Kill you. <laughs> they used to call her Pizza Face. Oh wow, she had zits. Yeah, she had okay, zits. Okay, keep going. They called her Pizza Face. You're not wrong. And then she ate a lot of pizza too. She was a big girl. Oh, they kind of ran her out of town. Did I mean, she looked like Pizza the Hut. She from was Spaceballs. like, what's the girl that's in that the movie, um, that the the singing movie that all the the hairspray? The, the the no, but not no. That's um. This Ricky is Lake. Me, greatest. Showman? No, the, the fucking... The, it's being... about a singing group of girls with uh, Anna Kendrick is in it as well. Pitch Perfect? Pitch Perfect. What's the white, the, the heavy set? I can't do this. British girl. I can't say it. That's her. That's her. And it's like so she, she's a British Chicago person with well, she's, pizza she's, face. She's, she's, she's playing against type. Understood. Okay, so she's okay. going to have a Chicago accent. All right. All right? Yeah. She goes away. <laughs> yeah. She ends up 
joining the armed forces. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She loses all the weight. And it's As the a boot camp. and it's the and it's the it's like the reunion. It's the twenty fourth twenty fifth year high school reunion. And Chrissy Schmaxon mm. is going back to Chicago. Pizza Face Schmaxon. Yeah. Is going back. Yeah. To exact revenge on all the people that treated her shitty. Okay, you're very close. Okay. But what how she lost the weight is she was kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> What by Chrissy Schmackson was kidnapped by Raza Ghoul. She was I can't I don't know his name yet. I haven't gotten there. Okay. I'm writing this by myself. Okay. I'm sorry like Tyler Perry. Exactly like okay. Tyler Perry. In your little writer's room. Actually it's not little, it's a mansion. Oh like his. Yeah, with Perfect. one baby typewriter. <laughs> a typewriter, because I enjoy a typewriter. <laughs> okay. Everyone can fuck you're, off. You're in the seventies. I love you are like, I'll only shoot on film. It's uh, like, okay, suck my dick. My I, word processor. Like, I'm gonna tell you something right now. You take a picture of me, I won't see it first. <laughs> That's the world I live in. Yes. You're gonna shoot camera at me and I'm going to have to showcase my arm like in the movie Turkey Ball. <laughs> you keep talking about your arm. Your arm is like the third part of the show. <laughs> you talk about your arm so much. Don't be jealous of my I arm. I want you to be proud of your arm. My arm is your writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> your arm All, is, right. All right. What do you want? What? What do you want out of this career? What, what do I want out of... Yeah, what do you want out of being a writer? Do you want to stay a writer for the rest of your life or do you want to... I mean, I am a writer. I'm always going to be a writer for the rest of my you life. You know what I mean? Like, would you like to e- e- not evolve, but like... I think... Because um, I think it's still great. I, yes. think it's, I think the path is, you know, very much so, like, what I'm on is, you know, I've been working and writing on a lot of other people's stuff, mm-hmm. and I've done well on those things, but I think, you know, it is time to maybe take it up a notch and, and go into that showrunner place. Oh. It's just a lot of fucking work. So much work. Can't get a nap in. Oh, my God. It's I'm never going to see my family. Yeah. I don't want to be a showrunner. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that's a lot, but I just feel like creatively, I have a lot of things that I'm working on, which is yeah. why I can't work with all the Insta Story DM people. <laughs> I have my the own The one slate. reason, he's not being a Tyler Perry, you guys. No, I have a slate of things yeah. that I'm working on. Yeah. A couple of different, um, I have some unscripted ideas that mm-hmm. I want to do. Yeah. I have um, a late night talk show concept I'm trying to put together. Yeah? Uh, Don't you movies. already have one of those? Uh, another one. <laughs> oh, that's conflicting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to get it. I get you. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm... I'm I, I, I like, and that's why I say I love the business model. I would love to have a, a, a Tyler Perry Studios kind of thing, Mitch sure. Marshawn Studios, yeah, yeah. and and have just have Marshawn Marshawns. I don't know about that one. I but, loved you know, it. I, 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 I'm a know. big fan of that. I, I give myself re- I no notes. I think we could do better. All right. Well, I love you. What I would like to do is <laughs> get into crafty. <laughs> Get into crafty. And that's all. Okay. I gotta go. All right. That's it. <laughs> Episode six or seven and a half or whatever this is. We talked writing, Adventures of Mitch and Gooder. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. And Mitch revealed that he's moving on to another talk show. I did not say I was Makes moving on to another sick. talk show. Now I know how Tyler Perry feels. <laughs> that's why he doesn't work that's with That's why anybody. he doesn't work with people. I have now turned you into the Italian Tyler Perry. I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to write my own Medea movie. <laughs> what, 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 what's your name? Rosalina Perry. <laughs> Rosalina Perry. Rosa goes to jail. Rosa Boom. in Sicily. Rosa. <laughs> Haka. Rosa. <laughs>